tomorrow's thing is yesterday's police. Hmm. Oh, yesterday. Oh, oh, I like that. Deep, deep. Yeah, that's very deep. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Today on Alphabetical, something. Hey, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy <laughs> Pete. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, welcome back to Alphabetical, <laughs> the internet's number one podcast where we sit and discuss all the Beatles tracks in alphabetical order from 12 to 9. And on the first episode of 2000... From 12 to 9? <laughs> I just realized I said that. Adam's from, had too much champagne, everyone. From 12 to Y. There you go. And today on our first episode of 2016, we're talking about something. George Harrison's beautiful track from 1969's Abbey Road. I'm Al Adam. I'm Alex Robinson. I'm Pete the Retailer. And I'm John. And I just realized I completely did that all out of order. We usually do the names and I say what song we're talking about. It's a new year, new start, fresh start. You know? Um, I gave it um, (laughs) covers. (laughs) Covers. (laughs) Next week's episode? Yeah, it's a George song. It's a good good George George song. Start out the new year with a George song. So far... In 19, 2016, we've only talked about George Harrison uh, yeah. compositions. Do you think that trend will continue? Do you think, is this the year of Harrison? Hey, yeah. if, this, if this trend continues. Yeah. Hey. All of his songs start with S-O. <laughs> so. 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 Like Peter Gabriel. This was on Abbey Road. Did you mention that already? Yes. And uh, It's come up. Yes. All right. That's it. That's all I got. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Uh, apparently, uh, it's a Larry Williams. Oh wait, no. <laughs> Larry. It is originally was written f- around the time of the White album. White. Hmm. And uh, apparently, did not make the cut. I have to think it was probably changed between the White album and. and yeah, really polished it up a bit. Well, there's a. Um, I read a thing about how you read something. I read something about something. That it was, you know, some people think that George was kind of not very confident in his songwriting, mm-hmm. um, which is why, you know, his his kind of Beatles output was was uh, not minimal, but you know, not as as he was um, a junior partner, prodigious as it could be. But then, are you, are you, do you have a second leg to that story? Because I have, yeah, because it's well, you know, it, basically it wasn't. He knew that he was only going to get one, maybe two songs on an album at best. Um, so he basically just like reined it back a little bit. And then at, at this point, this person was saying that it wasn't a lack of confidence. It was just why waste that effort if they weren't going to get on there anyway. And so then he started writing songs and giving them to other people. So, yeah, there was a quote from Paul McCartney where he was talking about, you know, I guess Abbey Road, especially it was like kind of like George's breakthrough in terms of here comes the sun and something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, something was his first, uh, single, right? Yeah. Or was it the B side first? First A side. First A side. Okay. Right. They had thrown some other stuff on his B sides, but yeah. What was the B side of something? Uh, well, is it no? It's a double A with come together. With come together, okay. but it still counted as an A side. Yeah. So Paul McCartney was saying, like, uh, you know, oh, it was a good song, and then uh, George never thought of himself as a writer, which made it sound like 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 they were perfectly willing to have right, George right. on, but you know he just never thought of himself that way, which seems a little disingenuous. I oh, can imagine, yeah, totally. That. But yeah. then Paul does admit that you know there was it was probably tough to get a wedge you know between the two 
yeah. you know, more yeah. dominant personality. So, but uh, I mean, those guys are super complimentary of this song. I mean, Paul said it was the best thing George wrote. Well, that's, I, I like the yeah. And, and John said it was the best thing on Abbey Road. I think that in reverse order, like John was like, "Yeah, it's the best song on Abbey Road," and Paul's like, "Yeah, it's certainly the best thing that George ever wrote." <laughs> <laughs> Um, Billy Preston, our old friend Billy Preston, playing organ hmm. on this. Uh, you know, he would be. He was on Get Back, so I guess he was well regarded enough to come back for right for Abbey Road. Come back, <laughs> come back <laughs> to where you once belong. Um, I, there's a there's a video for the song because we all know the Beatles invented music video, mm-hmm. um, which is apparently you know, it's it's rather telling to the just the situation you know the, the, where the Beatles were at the time because like. They couldn't get them in the same room, more or less. So they're just like, all right, we'll just go to your individual houses and film you walking around, <laughs> and then we'll just splice it all together. So yeah, it's like they don't appear together. It's just the Beatles at their homes, basically, with yeah. their families. Like, like uh, is it anything like the opening to a Different World, where it just goes through different rooms and stuff? It's more like different strokes. <laughs> different strokes. Okay. Okay. And it tells less of a story, probably. Mm. It's just kind of. What you talking about? <laughs> So you mentioned this um, was uh, his first A-side. It's also his only uh, song to top the U.S. charts before the Beatles broke up. Yeah. Did, did it get actually get to number one? I don't, I don't think, think it did. I thought I read that it did. Because I remember I'll, when, I'll that, look it up. when that up. ones Sorry. came out, they included right. something on it, even though technically it was not a number one song, just because they wanted to have a George song right. from George represented. Um, he got his participation award. Um. So, if you recall, uh, "Come Together" mm-hmm. um, with John Lennon stole "Here Come Old Flat Top" from a Chuck Berry song, right? And got into a lot of trouble that would haunt him for the coming years. Uh, George Harrison also stole the opening line from this song from a James Taylor song called "Something in the Way She Moves," right? Mm-hmm. But obviously, James Taylor was on Apple, so yeah, he, he knew he had a. That's the difference. He wasn't yeah. going to get sued. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there you go. Yeah, it's part no, of the, this. Uh, this made it to number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. In what year? Uh, 1969, 70. Hmm. Hmm. I didn't think it did, but I can correct it. Huh? Um, it, uh, it, the, the writing process, speaking of George, not thinking of himself as a songwriter. And stealing other people's <laughs> I didn't think of myself as a songwriter, so I stole other people's right. songs. Well, then after that, he was like, all right, he, I stole the, I stole the opening line and then he was stuck. He was like, something in the way she moves. And then John was just like, I don't know, just throw in the first thing that you think of. And he was like, okay, something in the way she moves. And I, I read two different versions of this. But something the, about apples? Yeah, it attracts me like a pomegranate <laughs> was the, apparently the original one. So God, much I, better. I wish that it stayed. Yeah. Attracts me like a pomegranate. I, That'd be like Palm would have spent so much money just right? for like licensing uh, that song. And then Weird Al wouldn't have to change it for his uh, yeah. right. parody. And, no. Well, so, yeah, if you, if you cut that deep, cut the pomegranate deep enough, of course, the, the origin of the word pomegranate is a... Uh, it's a uh, from the Latin palmus granatus, which is a seeded apple. Palm grenade. So, yeah. Uh, palm, uh, and palm it, doesn't have, it has some Greek uh, derivations as well, where like it represents like... Yogurt. Pomegranate? Uh, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but uh, I don't know. Mm. Like a, a woman coming of age or something like that? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I forget. I have to go back to my Greek mythology. <laughs> um, anyway. Anyway, yeah. The apple. The, and it would have been great if he started singing so, about chocolates as well. So the pomegranate does fit kind of in the, in the George's apple theory mm-hmm. of, of, of everything. Interesting. Uh, this is the second most covered Beatles song, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yep, behind I believe yesterday. It. Yep, and today. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's the that's the album. Um, 
Another good factoid, uh, Petty Boyd, his wife, mm-hmm. who uh, eventually, spoiler alert, left him for Eric Clapton, oh. uh, said that this song was written about her. Uh, George Harrison denies this. Right. Says that he was thinking of Ray Charles when he wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> Only really? because he imagined Ray Charles singing it, not right. because yeah. he was, uh, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I um, skipping ahead a little bit, the anthology version yeah. of this, um, which... It's weird because it's almost like uh, it sounds like uh, it's just him on a guitar. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like he's in a Sam Ash or something, like trying out, like a, <laughs> uploading his podcast. And uh, <laughs> but uh, then there's a couple of like at one point he goes on like a couple of like soul like runs. You know, during the part where he'd eventually throw in the solo, he just did like oh yeah, that woman am I? like he's just throwing in these things. And when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, does he think he's Ray Charles? And then I read, I was like, oh yeah, he did. He didn't think he was Ray Charles <laughs> at that point. So. Uh, also, speaking of Clapton, there was a... Uh, thank you. Um, wait, turn the lights back on. <laughs> there we go. Um, that uh, Imagine the scene when... Because uh, George Harrison toured with Eric Clapton in 1991, and then George decided to put this in his set on that tour. <laughs> and so, you know, neither of them were with uh, Patty at that point, I believe. George, uh, Eric Clapton and, and her had broken up split up uh, I think in the late 80s uh, I can't question mark who cares anyway but yeah imagine that you know maybe that's why he you know brought it out like I wanted, I wanted to see what the scene where he was like you know I'm going to play something and Eric Clapton was like oh good <laughs> well but he denied it was about Patty though right yeah, but yeah. you know common you know Patty herself I think said it was about her and has a whole story that like you know he played it like, in, in the kitchen, kitchen yeah, yeah. There's a, I can't remember what it was for, but there's like a v- interview with George Harrison, and he makes this great joke about like him, George Harris, uh, Eric Clapton, and Patty Boyd, and oh, I, now the punchline even <laughs> escapes me too. Oh well, <laughs> sorry guys. Yeah. Cool story, bro. What yep. do you call Patty? Boyd? Update, 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 update. Patty Boyd still alive, but Buckwheat's been shot as of this recording. Mr. Wheat. Um, she divorced George Harrison in 1977. Sure, mm-hmm. married Eric Clapton in '79. They got divorced in '98. Oh, '98. Wow. Oh no, sorry, excuse me, '88. <laughs> oh, they were together for nine years, difference. and then j- last just last year, she married Marison, a guy named Harrison Rod Ford. West. Rod Weston. Hey, Rod good Weston. going, Rod Weston. Rod the Weston Hotel chain. Uh, yeah. Trying to see who Rod Weston is. Is he in Rory Storm in the Hurt? No, he's a he pro- just, property developer. Uh, oh, he just—he's just like the ultimate music collector, and he's like, right, <laughs> no way, guys, I got the best. I thought she's the ultimate rich guy collector. <laughs> yeah, touche. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's, it's a good combo. You have to yeah. admit. Um, yeah, Adam, did you want to say more about the anthology version? Because it's—it's uh, one of the early ones. I like. I was familiar with the song, but that mm-hmm. was the first one I actually owned, and I was very fond of it. Right. It's very, it's kind of just like, um, something like, and I love her from, uh, I think it's on anthology one, mm. like that version. It's kind of like in that same vein. So I was really into mm. that. Mm. <laughs> John, your friend, Jeff Emmerich. Yes. Reports that, uh, when George Harrison came in, he had a look of smugness on his face when he came with it. Like, hmm. like this will show her. He like, knew it was going to what I got. It was going to blow their socks off. He knew that Ray Charles would have to love him now. <laughs> <laughs> I got a song about pomegranates. If he can't see how good this song is. Oh, what? How do you see if someone's smug? How do you see? Yeah. What, what like, kind of oh. Lo- oh, I guess so. Okay. So for those of you who can't live, who can't. <laughs> well, if they're a dragon like hoarding over gold, I'm yeah, smiling, but with my face <laughs> smirked to the side and my eyes are half closed, like I'm like, 
Mm. Okay. Yeah, I wrote the song. What do you think? Because if yeah, You're kind of like a like a uh, what is it? Tony Manero there. Yeah, Tony Manero. I don't know who Tony Manero, the baseball player. No, isn't that? Uh, <laughs> I like how you uh, Is that a baseball player? Is that not his name? What's 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 uh, Travolta's character in Saturday Night Fever? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Horshack, Horshack, Johnny Horshack. Yeah, Johnny Horshack. Yeah. Johnny Horshack. That's uh, Saved by the Bell. I mean, Welcome yeah. Back, Cotter. Exactly. All th- all of those. All of them. We're all Horshacking. Yeah. We're, we yeah. all have a little bit of Horshack inside of us. Yeah, so. All right. That's the lesson that we so learned. Yeah, we Tony Monero. Smug. Right. Now, I'm going to guess this made Rolling Stones 100 great. Oh, my God. It better have. You are correct, sir. All right. Pony up, everybody. All right. Oh, I owe you a dollar. Alex. I don't have anything. So I got, I got you on this one. Really? Good. Yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. Why not are you giving me that look? Not even pennies this time? <laughs> I have an Apple TV. You think I am? Larry Williams? <laughs> Larry Don't you? Well, yeah. uh, oh, wait. You know what? Maybe. John says he doesn't have anything. What? So, what? I owe you, baby. All right, I'll put in for John as well. <clears throat> but uh, if you guys win, I, I get I get like a dollar back. Three percent of the winnings. Three percent. Yeah, I want three percent. That's okay. more than that's what Harrison got for every. I know, like <laughs> two and a half. All right, who wants to go first? Oh, I'll go first. All right. As you scroll through the computer, <laughs> for the answer, what's yeah, going on? No, over no cheating over there. I'm going to go first, since John's looking. I'm going to say number 12. Number 12? Number 12? Number 8. I'm going to go number eight. 5. Whoa! You're all dancing right around it. It was number 6. Oh! oh! Uh, so the pot rises to... about that. 6. And you said 5, Adam? Yeah. Wow. I've been close lately. Like, yeah. right around it. Wow, that's good. The pot is now at uh, fifty-seven dollars. Oh, what? Wow! Whoa. No, he's got a twenty. That's crazy money. No, I can give you, I can give you seventeen. Where <laughs> it's all in twenties. Crazy money. Uh, crazy money here at well, Alpha. He's got to. He's got to feel good about himself. Who, George Harrison? Yeah, I got yeah, bad news totally. for you. Oh, do you think if the Beatles were like perpetually breaking up for ten years, he would have just put that one hit after another? Well, somewhat ironically, I think, you know, his... No, I mean, it's hard to judge it, measure it like that, but it's definitely like it's definitely like him developing as a musician and like right. finding his voice. And then at the same time, like, because things were falling apart, he probably had more control to right. work on his stuff, you know? But his stuff was... I mean, he came out with some good stuff after the Beatles broke up. Yeah, no, it's I just know. That it not wasn't, discounting that. Like, I think if some of those songs, you know, from... All Things Must Pass or whatever. Like, if some of those had just been on a Beatles album, we would think of them a lot more fondly than... Yeah. yeah. They get kind of buried just from being, like, post-Beatles. Right. Like, but what if the Beatles stayed together and it was, like, sort of like a palindrome? Like, the 70s, mm-hmm. like, George and Ringo started to really become, like, the leaders and shine. Right. Right. This is your ring theory. Yeah. Ringo theory. <laughs> and the Ringo theater. <laughs> theory. Theater. And yep. John and Paul started just, like, going back to, like, you know, just, like, slow down and stuff like now, that. Now, do you think if... Uh, <laughs> If the sloppy. Beatles, if the Beatles stay together even longer, mm-hmm. like breakups postponed, maybe like two decades, and get into trip hop. Um, <laughs> well, Shabba Paul did. Really. Do you think George would be kind of like uh, motivated to like motivated seller? Like, <laughs> no, no, that's the that's the third husband. Oh, okay. uh, do you think he'd like outdo <laughs> something? Like knowing that oh, we're still mm-hmm. going, and my tracks are still kind of put on the back burner, so I need do to like something the song or something in general. I guess it both. What? Do you mean would you do he a new have... song that would outdo Yeah, this? yeah. Like would oh, you be motivated to keep this? yeah. You mm. Sure. Potentially. I don't know. Wait, what's Again, the question? It's hard to... <laughs> oh, here's an amusing, slightly amusing anecdote. 
uh, when apparently when somebody was criticizing that George Harrison would play Beatles songs and tinker with them mm-hmm. to change like like take popular songs and play like kind of downer versions of them because he was sick of playing Beatles songs. But the inverse Hey Jude. Yeah, exactly. So mm. when he would play something, he would say something in the way she moves it, which people say makes it sound more like specific, like he's talking about her butt or something. As opposed <laughs> to something in the way she moves, which is just kind of like kind right. of you know, generic as if she moves if it. If he continued, Sir Mix a lot would be out of work. Oh, there yeah, you go. Something in the way she moves it. Someone someone mashed that up for us. Uh, speaking of mashups and mix-ups and <laughs> remixes, uh, covers slash other versions. Did we rate a it? Million, we didn't rate it? A million covers. No, I feel but, like uh, we did. No, no. All right, so do we back up. Rewind. Wait, which comes first? So Rolling Stone, okay. number six on Rolling Stone. Yes. How do we feel about it? That's I the transition I was looking oh, yeah. for. I'll go with a five. I'm going to go next. Wait, go ahead. You you talk, Adam. Do you have more to say? All I need five, to say is an amazing song. Five what? Five rump shakers. <laughs> <laughs> Rex in effect. Uh, I feel like this is the episode where I'm going to get in trouble. I gave it three rump shakers. What? Interesting. It's just not my... It's just a little... Mm. Maybe familiar, something maybe a little like? ballady. I, I thought this was a guaranteed Hall of Fame song. Sorry, I know. I just why I wanted to get out of the way first. I didn't want it to the, the, to build up and then have. Do you not like wah, wah. the sweepiness of it? Like the sort of the sleepiness, the of sweepiness, it? and the the sweeping arpeggios. <laughs> I think it's the sleepiness of it that I sleepiness, don't like. a sweepiness of it. I'm like not as much the, of a ballad person, yeah. and mm-hmm. for some reason, I just like I like "Here Comes the Sun" much better than than. Uh, so, oh, so sorry. Well, you know, to each his own. Yeah, I know. It's just I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for it on the internet, but I have to stand by my uh, by my vote. Wow, interesting. Yeah. So now that the Hall of Fame is out of consideration, feel All free right. to. <laughs> I, I was ready to jump on the bandwagon with this because I do. I like. Uh, I think this might. Mm, might be my favorite George song. I do like. Mm, normally, I don't go for the you know the ballads that much, but the you know this is fairly lively. I don't think it's sleepy at all. I like the guitar work. It's perfectly paced and kind of is more rolling than it is kind of you know uh i do like it dripping. i mean i gave well, it you know it's you gave it you know the same thing that you gave the german version of uh, yeah. she loves you yeah. so that's fine sure um <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's i stand by that hey i'm not allowed to criticize you from the uh day in the life accords right um you the same thing you gave slow down <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I, I'll give this five pomegranates. Five I, I pomegranates. do. I like this a lot. Um, it's a good one. Rump shakers. Right. Sorry. <laughs> we were talking about rump shaker, right? Oh no, something. No, I give that a two. No, oh. no, no, yeah. <laughs> no, something. Yeah, I'll give it. Uh, I'll give it something five about rump a rump shaker. Right. Uh, oh me. Yeah. Yes. Five. Five. Yeah. Go. I mean, I knew this is gonna happen. Come on, you know. <laughs> this is one of my favorite songs of all time. Of yeah. George time, um, mm-hmm. it's also like one of my it's one of my desert island guitar solos. Like this, if I had to make a list of like solo. top ten of my favorite guitar solos, this mm. one, you know, it's like it, it's not like technically all over the place and crazy, but it's just so like it's something 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 right. about it. Yeah, Controlled. It, it flows really it just, well. It and feels so good. It just it just hits you. It's Chuck Mangione. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, based on the way that he works, it's, something about the way he works. Yeah. Um, it just comes out like a wine. You know that it's carefully plotted, hole. and it's very like he he you know wrote out you know it's 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 delicately structured, but it just sounds like it's flowing naturally out of it. Like I don't think it's just he's yeah. you know jamming. I think yeah, he's yeah. like okay, he's like writing this out like on a pad, basically <laughs> like an iPad. 
Yeah, it was before an Apple that. iPad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> or he did it a million times, like McCartney. Right. Picked one of them, but but either way, it's 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 just warm. It's mm-hmm. it's lovely, if I can say so, and it's uh, you know, much better than a three. <laughs> oh, <that laughs> no, was, I'm just kidding. That, that's right. No, 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 I totally understand. No, you, everybody, uh, everyone's got their own. Yeah. Idea. yeah. Someone want to change seats with me? <laughs> uh, I can sit next to this guy. Anyway. One, I will <laughs> say that I do not like the anthology version as much because it's it's a little too. Everything rough, kind of yeah. Well, the roughness is okay, but then he, when he gets into the the, I really don't like that kind of bluesy plastic soul. Where he's the uh, yeah, he's he's kind of imagining Ray Charles singing it because he's not Ray Charles, he's George Harrison, and there's that's a good thing to be. But mm-hmm. so that was his his hit single from the seventies, right? Right. I'm George Harrison. That's, <laughs> a, that's a good thing, thing to, be. to be. That's when he was on Sesame Street. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Rafi went on that tour together. <laughs> Uh, there was one more uh, amusing anecdote where, or interesting anecdote for our purposes. Apparently, when they were playing it, Paul McCartney started to get uh, kind of fancy with the bass line, and George Harrison shut him down, said, just play it right. like simple, and Paul went along with it. So nice. they the some producer or whatever saying, you know, even Paul, if Paul went along with it, like... Paul right. must have acknowledged that it was a good song. Although I think even as is, he was like, he thought Paul was a little too showboaty. Yeah. Even, I mean, it's... Uh, and high in the mix too. If you notice, like the bass is really mixed, kind of hot. I think that's true for a lot of uh, Beatles. Beatles well, Abbey, Abbey yeah. particular, it's because Paul would go into yeah. the studio. He's like, heavy. "Just when you play this back, hold on, right. turn this knob. He How about do, we do it this way? Turn the bass all the way up. What do you think?" He would do it secretly. He would like lean back and right. do it behind his back. I had, I had a friend. We 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 were in a band and like. He would write all the songs around the bass track, and so <laughs> no, just his bass would just be so loud. It's like, dude, we we're no man, we we can't turn our guitars any higher. I'm like, it just isn't gonna work, guys. Guys, this one came out great. Listen, and then trying trying to write like guitar parts to like this fast bass track that's super complicated. It's like, do you want us to play that on guitar, <laughs> and you just lay down a cool rhythm track? And that was Primus, the band you were in? Yeah. Right. Nice. Mm. Good old Les. Culvas. <laughs> there we go. Covers of the covers. Culvas. I will say, to to kick it off, I hope this doesn't step on anybody's cover. Uh-huh. But George Harrison's favorite cover of this. This is the cover I chose because right, so it's amazing. Me. James Brown. Yeah. It is really good. I didn't care for it that Really? Much. I really liked it. It was a little does too... He go, does he go like, something? The, the start's a little James Brownie. Right. <laughs> James <laughs> Brownie. <laughs> Brownie. My, my underwear is Brownie. Uh, <laughs> something. <laughs> I also picked James Brown. I think really? it, you guys. I think it has a good soulful soulfulness. There's some brownie in motion tonight. You got a uh, John. You got anything? I I went with Frank Sinatra. Oh, oh yeah. I just oh, yeah. like I just I think I like just knew it forever. I think yeah. Well, past guest of the show, Time uh, and Joe Dater, right, yeah. uh, messaged uh, made sure that when we got here that we mentioned um, Frank Sinatra doing something because for years. He would say, like, I was one of the most beautiful love songs ever written by uh, John Lennon and Paul McCartney. <laughs> oh, yeah. And intro it. With, and then finally somebody was like, ah, oh, that's a George song. <laughs> He's like, who's George? Right. Uh, Elvis Presley uh, yeah. also covers it. It sounds a lot like mm-hmm. Sinatra's version. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, our, and our good friend Joe Cocker. Right. Yeah, well, that's who George gave it to, yeah. um, thinking that he wasn't going to be able to do it. But, I wonder um, if James Taylor ever covered it. I've got two. Like, this is that song that they stole off yeah. of me? <laughs> Uh, two covers. One is almost a probably more a novelty than an actual uh, enjoyable one. Uh, per, per, Telly, Telly Savalas covered oh, that. Oh, hey, our something, buddy, our baby. Good buddy Kojak. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kojak make, the Night Stalker. Did we make a Kojak <laughs> reference yeah. recently? Yes. Oh, Last we week, I don't know why. two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. 
but then yeah. a, a version that I actually enjoy listening to more than that is Willie Nelson. I know it's, it's 80s Willie, so he's a little bit in that kind yeah. of uh, adult-oriented adult pop phase. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh, still a good one. I could listen to Willie sing almost anything. I, I wonder could if, hear it. I like, wonder if Elliot Smith did this. I could see his <laughs> voice yeah, with this and like his haunting arrangements. Something in the way. Maybe. Not, not like that. No, no. not he like that. He goes that high sometimes. He goes high that sometimes. That was my Joe Cocker Johnson impression. Johnson or Johnston? Daniel Johnston. Johnston. Daniel, Daniel Johnston. Johnston. Okay. Joe Johnston. Joe, Joe Johnston. Wrong show. Mighty Joe. Joe Johnston. Mighty Joe Quinn. Mm. What? Martha Quinn. Oh. Who's next? Um, Quinn the Eskimo from the early issues of G.I. <laughs> Joe, the comic book. Colin Quinn. Hmm. Colin Mockery. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Farrell the happy guy. Glukleek. <laughs> Glukleek. <laughs> I could do this all day. <laughs> Glukleek. Well, anyway. Jiminy Glukleek. <laughs> um, what was that, Wednesday? That yeah, Friday. It's today. You know, today's awesome, awesome too. We've. As of today's recording, we've recorded an episode of Alphabetical in 2014, 2015, 2016. Yeah. Oh, spanning three yeah. decades. Is that what that means? Spanning three decades. It's Alphabetical. Yeah. <clears throat> to oh, think we ended, we ended last year with us almost breaking up due to our argument about uh, mm-hmm. how to, you know, greet people for New Year's. Was that only last year? Yeah. We oh. came back for the money. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. You're lucky Alex talked me down. I was, <laughs> I was done. <laughs> You were like, I said I'm going to quit. And he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow <laughs> down. I already, I already bought the domain name Slow for my next show, All Pods Must down. Cast. Yeah. It was going to be great. Nice. <laughs> good title. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on a second. You might have to bleep that, that out. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll register it before, it, uh, before this airs. <clears throat> um. I don't really have a transition, yeah. but uh, everybody come back on Monday. Um, hopefully, you know, go rest off your uh, rest up laurels. Shake we go off out? your shake off your shake off your uh, New Year's party uh, coat. <laughs> what? What? Confetti, party coat? confetti off yeah. your shoulders and yeah, 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 yeah. Like Jay Z. The vomit. <laughs> um, step inside and then step inside. Love uh, slash less paranoia slash yeah. space paranoids. Um, he, you invented space paranoids? <laughs> uh, but yeah, Step Inside Love slash Lust Paranoia is the track, the combo track that we will be talking about on Monday uh, here on Alphabetical. In the meantime, it's New Year's. Go buy a shirt. Um, Happy because- New Year. Happy, Happy New Year. Come on, you guys. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. <laughs>